0: The, the biggest reason is relationship. If you are in business, the number one thing you are doing is you're building, maintaining, growing, nurturing, caring for relationships. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many relationships I have built because of my show or because mm-hmm. of being on the show or because of helping promote a show. Um, my, my, literally my life is built on relationships. So I would say that's number 1. It's in 30 Minute Hour. Where you grow
1: into your pie. Welcome to the 30 Minute Hour. It's the personal development podcast for the seven-figure entrepreneur who's looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner who's conducted over 28,000 coaching sessions. Also joining me, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around
2: good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day. Yes. Happy Memorial Day. And this is is the time we thank those that... that served and gave the ultimate sacrifice for, for us. And so we just thank them and their families and all that. And just say, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. It's more than yes. just hot dogs and hamburgers, uh, Eric,
1: you know. For sure, for sure. I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. We certainly appreciate our veterans and those who are serving as we speak. And we we thank you and we appreciate all you do um, to keep us safe. Um, so definitely happy Memorial Day, one and all. Uh, hopefully, you know this is not your everyday podcast. And uh, I, I'm talking to my guest backstage all this time, and I didn't get a chance to give him a heads up, but he he got a taste of it towards right. uh,
2: right. Right before ready. we came on. I think you're ready. I think he's ready. Let me tell
1: you. Let me just, he, he looks the part. He sounds the part. You, you can tell when you got a pro.
2: That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is not his first rodeo, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Now, but um, we're going to be talking about a, a great topic today, about how to find your voice amongst the noise, right? Because I don't care what you do uh, from a business standpoint. If you're an entrepreneur, there are thousands of other people who are doing the same thing and trying to accomplish the same thing. So there's gotta be a way, you have to come up with a way to find your voice amongst the noise. And we're gonna talk about how to do that. That's gonna be our topic. So you definitely wanna lean in uh, and and really pay close attention to what he's going to share so that you can take this back uh, and apply it to your business and take what you're doing to that next level. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on right now with an official introduction. He is the founder of Podcast Town. Uh, He's known as the mayor. Uh, He started Podcast Town to help folks find their voice among the noise through podcasting. And he's helped and continues to help partners turn that voice into a powerful, long-tail marketing tool. Uh, And it doesn't have to be loud, it just has to be real. Please join me in welcoming to the 30 minute hour podcast, Elsie Flanard.
0: I certainly appreciate it, Eric and Ted. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Um, I'm excited to be here and I'm just uh, ready to to talk about business, podcasting, and entrepreneurship.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, we've been wanting to do this for quite a while. So you, because you've taken something that started out as a passion and you've made it a full-time business that replaced your high-income job. Yeah. Right. So we yeah. we need we need to unpack all of that because I know there's a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely, there. we want to unpack that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, tell you. I I was talking to him about coming on the show. He mentioned all that. I'm like, man, yeah, we got to get. We gotta on have it, you on. It, <laughs> be sure. But but let's give everybody the uh, kind of the backdrop and, and the kind of the background perspective. So you were at one point at the at Southern Illinois University. Uh-huh. So as an undergraduate like what what were your career plans at that time
0: yeah so I, I'll, I'll take it back back a little bit further so when i was in high school uh i didn't think i was smart enough to go to college number one and mm-hmm. i didn't think i could afford to go to college because college was expensive that was only for the the rich kids and the kids who you know parents went to school um, so i was mm-hmm. going to go to the army Nothing wrong with the army, right? Um, as we talked on this Memorial Day. Um, but I thought that that was my only option. so that's what I was gonna do. And uh it was my sister who uh who was in the army at the time who came back home and she started to plant these seeds of hope and inspiration in me. She was she would say things like, you know what, Elsie, you're 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 really smart. Um, you could you could do this if you wanted to, that type of thing. Um, and it stuck, it started to sink in. And then one day I decided that uh, I would listen to her. I would say, you know what? I'm going to go to college and I, I remember a uh, distinct like it was yesterday having this conversation with my uh recruiter at the time and you know telling him I I kind of shifted my my dream that I wanted to go to college now and he looked me right in the eye and he said you'll never do it mm-hmm. and it was in that moment that I decided not only would I do it but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do it well and I'm going to exceed Um, and so i decided to to go into electronics um so i worked uh, a few years in uh, electronics uh uh, electrical engineering uh then my latter part of my corporate career got into operations because i really really loved understanding how processes worked how you can uh, leverage people resources vision strategy put that all together and then uh, you know managing uh, the, the p l the profit and loss um and so but I knew two things. I knew I wanted a family uh, because I didn't have the one that I thought I deserved growing up. And I knew I wanted to own my own business. And so my plan was education is important to my mom. So I'm going to do that. So I want to make her proud. Uh, And so landed in Southern Illinois, uh, did that, uh, got through it, landed my first corporate job. But I said to myself, the second, and I do mean the second, I can quit this day job and do my own thing. That's what I was gonna do. So I had these, these side gigs for the better part of 15 years. You know, um, I was a music producer. I had a record label. Uh, at one time I owned a minor league basketball team. And so I did all of these things and I just couldn't figure out how to get them to work so that I could quit my day job. And so one day I was sitting at my whiteboard and I said, okay, I could do this another 15 years and literally kill myself because I was working 45, 50 hours a week and doing the side gig, or I can do something different. So what I decided, I'll start a podcast. I'll get these business people in front of me for an hour and ask them the questions that I need to know so that I can scale this thing up and quit this job. So that's what I did plan worked beautiful family uh, wife of it'll be 21 years uh, this year two beautiful children and I am doing my own thing so the plan took a little bit longer than I anticipated but it the, the plan worked wow so, so your
1: whole reason for starting the podcast was to learn from entrepreneurs what it takes to scale and being your own you just basically applied what you learned and took off yourself
0: exactly huh.
1: So how long did it take you from the time you, so you had episode number one, like how long did it take you to get to the point where you were just solely on your own?
0: Yeah, it took about three years. Um, I launched my show, uh, literally, uh, gentlemen, in my car on my lunch break at my day job. And I was (laughs) leaning back hiding from my coworkers because I didn't want them (laughs) to know that I had a podcast because then they would start asking questions, right? Um, So it was the middle of the summer, 2016. And then 2019, I was able to completely quit my my day job um, and and go full time.
1: Huh. Man, so so that's incredible. That should give someone that's watching or listening to us uh, some serious inspiration. Um, and, and then I I still go back to what you said earlier. I think it was your mom who gave you the encouragement. You thought you weren't intelligent enough, and, and I think it's it's good to always have people around you that see things in you that you don't see in yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think if if my mom, I, I know it's a close tie between my mom and my grandma and my sister. I could tell my grandmother, grandma, I'm, I'm gonna build a rocket and go to the moon. She would go and get her her wig, her fishing pole and her bag and and wait for me on the front porch like she believed in me that much. Um, My mom the same way I could tell her, hey, I'm going to do this thing. She's like, all right, let me know. when." And it was just that support system like people that believed in me um, sometimes more than I believed in myself that you know th- those are the things that got me through those hard moments when i didn't think it was going to work and when there was you know negative balances in my bank account it was it was knowing that those people were in my corner that helped me get through those difficult moments for sure yeah that that's fantastic
1: so so if you could go back and talk to that younger version of yourself who is just starting out you know maybe after you did your first episode <laughs> knowing what you now know what, what advice would you give to your younger self
0: yeah i don't think i will give myself any shortcuts because i think it's the the journey that makes you who you are in the in the moment but what i would share is i would share go deeper go harder um and just learn as much as you possibly can right because um there's so many things that you know we can learn from each other um, either by observing or asking the right questions. So I would just tell myself, go deeper um, in your curiosity, just be curious um, and just be open to doing things um, that are different than what you thought they would look, um, how you thought they would look. Because if you were have told me seven years ago that I would be sitting here today, um, you know, founder, uh, CEO of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, a, a podcast town, I would say you're crazy. Right. I'm not, you know, it wasn't even on, on my radar. Right. So, so, so I would tell myself, just be, be focused, be intentional and just be open, be open to the possibilities.
1: Be focused, be intentional and be open. And, and so Ted, and now we, we really feel like we vibe with you because we, we, we're like on a similar path, you know, as it relates to really leveling up. And when we look at some of our conversations with our guests as education for us too, Uh, So I'm just curious because that that really sticks in my mind. Like, is there like one piece of advice when this journey when you were trying to go from working for somebody to being an entrepreneur, this was it one episode, one piece of advice you got that you really feel like stood out and helped you to get to where you are?
0: Yeah. So the the biggest thing that um, if I look back on my journey, right, of of being um, a, I call it independent contractor because really that's what you are as an employee, Uh, but it's mindset. When I started to think differently about my role as an individual contributor, business owner and think of myself as a business owner, I looked at the organization different. I watched the CEO, how they moved, how they made decisions. I watched the the first line uh, management, how they navigated uh, policy, even when they didn't agree, right, how they led both good and poor. I looked at um, how the 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 people who stood out. What were their characteristics? If, and I looked as it as it as looked at it as if it were my business. How how would I run it? How would I do it differently? Why do they um, have the, these policies? How would I do it differently? And I took the good and the bad, and I said, okay, when it's my company, here's how we're going to run it when we're we are building out our compensation policy here's how we're going to do it here's how we're going to be transparent you know so i really just started looking at it as if i was were the ceo of my own company and and learning from the the brand that i was working for and it was that that sort of got me over the hump because before i was kind of thinking about things as as an employee um, and it didn't translate well to owning a business because the, the, my mindset wasn't um, in the right place. When I shifted that, then I started thinking, OK, what's my top line revenue that I need to get where I need to be financially? OK, now I have expenses. What what What's my take home? Taxes. What's my liability? What's my contingency? Things like that. Then I could g- go to the marketplace and say, OK, here's the product and service that I'm bringing to the market. What is the market willing to pay for this? How do I do market research? So questions like that, I would ask my guests. It's like, hey, how do you how do you do market research in a services based business? And they would tell me, and then I would go and I would apply <laughs> to my business, and I would say, hey, how do you think how do you think about pricing in a competitive landscape? And then I would apply it to my business, and then I just repeated that process until I got to the point where it's like, okay, now I have a six to twelve month runway. Now I can go to my wife and say, "Hey wife, I know we got a mortgage, two kids and all this stuff. I want to quit my day job and and do this thing full time." And she's like, "Okay." Because I had a plan and I had set it out and I said, "Okay, here's here's what I'm thinking, here's what the the company's making today." I think if I put more time into it, I can really scale this thing up. And she's like, okay, I support you. Um, you know, let's do it. So to, to answer your question, it was a shift in mindset and really thinking about things as a business owner um, at the scale, uh, the level that I wanted to be. That was the difference for me.
2: That's uh, that's that's brilliant, right? I mean, you there's so many ways to learn, right? You can be like, okay, I can read this. I can go to classes and all that. But if you're having opportunities to interview those that have basically done it and ask them questions, because really in a lot of situations like that, that's that's like consulting time. Like somebody could charge you for sitting down with them an hour and asking all type of questions. But if they're on the, your show and they're giving that information. You're able to get that information and come up with a strategy. That was uh, that was great. The other thing is when you start talking about like thinking from like a CEO you know, and being a CEO myself for, for some time, like it's totally a different mindset. Like you said, it's totally a different, whereas I got to be careful how I say this, but like when you're an employee, you kind of feel that you're entitled to some things. Like the company owes you a check every two weeks for the work. Company owes you training. A company own owes you you know, a lot of these 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 things where as the CEO, no one owes you anything, right? If you don't get the business, you don't have the business. If you don't go get the right employees, you don't have the right employees. People are like, oh man, you know, you can go in the office when you want and do absolutely. And, and you can work as long as you want, or not, sure you can. But then you're not gonna be successful. So you're not doing anything but really cheating yourself. So when people are like, oh, you're working all the time and you're working on the weekends and you're working on the holiday. Yeah, that's what you got to do when you're in this chair, right? Because you got to make it happen. Where you guys in that other chair thinking, hey, you know, the doors of this business are always going to be open. They hired me. So there's always going to be a place for me to go. And, and it's up to us to make sure that in the, in the big chair, right. In the big chair that there's an office that the payroll is met and all those things. So it's a totally different mindset.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I'll share too, that um, th- this chair, uh, as you affectionately refer to it, there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> so one of the other things that I would, which would tell myself is, Hey, it's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Make sure you understand how to manage that uh, appropriately, right? Because a lot of times people don't talk about um, the depression, the, you know, the, the physical ailments that CEOs face, things like that. Um, and so I would, I would tell myself, hey, make sure you, you're watching those things. Listen to your body. When you start feeling run down, take some time, you know, refresh, regroup, because it's, a, it's an enormous amount of stress and pressure. I'm glad
1: you brought that up. So, so what do you have, what rituals do you have to manage the stress and the depression that could
0: come? Yeah, I, I'm a thinker. Um, so I'll, I'll spend afternoons on um, sometimes full days, just thinking, mm. um, I'll get on a whiteboard and just think nothing in particular, just let my mind, um, you know, be free. Uh, the other thing I love to do is I'll go to the movies on a Tuesday at noon by myself uh Mm. my my routine is i'll have a hot dog um, a soda uh, vanilla pepsi so be specific uh and and, um some popcorn and just enjoy the movie and uh, non-disturbed right because i have to tell to turn my phone off right because that would be rude so my phone is off nobody can contact me i can't contact anybody i can just go and be uh, in the story for a couple of hours um, and so I'll do that when I feel like you know um, I'm, I'm stressed out or I'm getting to that point where people are annoying me it's like okay it's time to it's time to take a it's time to take a pause and take a break and refresh.
1: Mm. You know, no, that, no I, I think that's critical because I think people there's somebody may be looking at you and thinking oh it's it's all sunshine and rainbows. he's working for himself he's doing what he loves to do and it's his business but there's that other side that you have to be able to manage. And I just I always say—I think the whole mindset thing, you know, it's not like you just say an affirmation and you're good, right? I mean, you—you you, you have to literally have a system of keeping the right thoughts in your head, whether it's reading, listening to podcasts, meditation, prayer. I mean, you, you have to have a regular system, or otherwise, when I mean, you're, it's easy to go into a downward spiral.
2: You know, it's—you know—it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. I would have never thought. To just go to the movies in the middle of the day. Oh, man. By, my, yeah. by myself, yeah, I would have yeah, never it. thought about <laughs> that. And, and it's, it's something as small as that mm-hmm. is big, right? Take some time to yourself, whatever it is you know, whether it's movies or you decide you want to just go play golf for nine holes by yourself or you know, whatever it is to just get away from it all. Yeah, that's that's that's. Good. And then and then when you talked about the whiteboard, I'm a whiteboard guy. Right. I'm you know, it's it's about that because I think what happens a lot of times is like once you get into the day, I think you're just like you're running, 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 right? You're not really t- you don't have really a lot of time for me to strategize during the day. You're you're more executing and operating during the, the day, right? But you need that time offline where you, you're looking at this and saying, okay, what am I doing? Have I been going around this hamster wheel and I've been, it's been a bunch of activity, right? But activity doesn't necessarily mean movement. It just means you've been running, running, running. And in the end of the day, that activity, you're still going to feel the effects of it. You're still going to be tired, you're worn out because I've been running, running, running all day. And you look and you're like, man, I'm in the same place. I've been running, running like this for six months. And that time that you stop and look at this and be like, okay, how do I turn activity into true movement? is, is essential. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, um, the, the other thing I, I I'm always, I feel like a street preacher, right. Is coaching. Um, mm-hmm. when you get to the point where you're doing those activities and you don't feel like you're making progress, um, that's where a really good coach comes in because mm-hmm. they can help you identify those blind spots and those things where, um, it sometimes it even feels like you're making progress where a coach can come in and say, Hey, Elsie, you know, you, you, you should really be focusing your attention here because th- these activities are generating most revenue or these activities mm-hmm. are um, really, you know, re- building relationships internally. So, um, so I think that's a really good point um, where we really have to have that team around us that can help us identify. Cause when you're in the game, you know, you, you, you can't see from a, from an objective perspective.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It's hard to see the picture when you're stuck inside the frame. No, I, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And that's, that's even the value of going to the movies, or or some other thing where you're just getting away from oh, it right. altogether. Now, yeah. I'd be willing to bet after you come back from the movies every now and then, you could you you may have the answer to something you're struggling with.
0: You know what? I'm one of those people. I can see the inspiration in a moment in anything. My kids yeah. tease me all the time. They're like, Dad, how did you just manage to turn that into a life lesson? <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm always I'm always seeing the life lesson in everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so I'm curious like like what's something that was hard for you when you first started as an entrepreneur that that right now is still a struggle for you.
0: Oh, I'm going to be transparent. Uh sales. Mm-hmm. And sales because at every level it's different. Like when I first started, the it was people that um you know that I knew people in my immediate circle. And then when you scale up, now you scale outside of that circle and then you scale Mm -hmm. up again. Now it's even, it's even more different because these are people that are on on an even higher level. Mm -hmm. They need different things. They have different wants, they have different pressures, different friction points. And so it's this, this uh, exercise of always figuring out, okay, what's the friction point today? Mm -hmm. How, how does what we do solve that friction point? And how do we uh, effectively articulate how we solve that friction point? So it's, a, it's, it's always changing. It's like if it would just stay the same, I could master it and then be, be okay. But it's always changing. It's always uh, iterating. And so it's, it's, it's always me staying on top of it and um, staying on top of my game so that I'm always clearly articulating how what we do so- serves and solves that friction point. Yeah. So Ted, I'm curious
1: to hear from you on this. I mean, this is something that you deal with uh, in, in your company all the time. As far as. Well, just, just the, the sale, you know, the constant, you know, focus on sales and, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing he said.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I remember reading someone times, like, you know, if you're saying business or whatever, if you're not growing, you're, you're dying. So you, you you have no choice, you don't have any any choice. And 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 again, going back to, you know, what seat you're sitting in, right? You're sitting in, you know, how to say the the little seat, right? You know, where it's not your business, right? And and these and these goals come down from the top down. I need you to do this. I need you to do that, and all that. And, you know, that's unrealistic. And da. And how I'm gonna do that? And then when you're in the big chair, it's like, oh, no, this has to happen because I got these things that need to be dealt with for the company to keep the company going. And again, in that place, it's like you got to figure it out. Like, you got to figure it out. Like, you you have no choice. Oh, we missed it. We missed it this quarter. Okay, If you keep missing it, your business is going to be done. Like, you can't keep missing it. It's not optional to hit the goals. Right. So that, that's it. So you got to if, if you're in business, you know, I, my team always hears me talk about uh, Chick-fil-A all the time. They're in the chicken sandwich business. right? They're selling chicken sandwiches. Chickens are losing their lives daily. <laughs> a chicken don't want to go nowhere near Chick-fil-A. Eric, they don't. <laughs> right. Because they know it's going down. Chick, If they see a chicken just walking by, you're going to be in a bun. You're going to be in a bun. You're going to be in the nuggets. You're going to be on a salad. I mean, that's just it. Every day. When the, when the pandemic hit, psh, all right, y'all going outside, set up outside, sell them sandwiches, sell that chicken. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how it is in our business. Whatever that chicken is that we're supposed to be selling in our business, the services, product, or whatever, it's got to be sold. And if that in, the, person, the folks in the smaller seats, if they leave the company, you still got to sell whatever it is you got to be selling. So it's up to us to figure it out. And I feel like, you know, in my company, there's never been a person that's been a better salesperson in my company and selling my product services whatever, than me. Yep. Why? Not because I'm the smartest, because I don't have any choice, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> LZ, I don't get no choice. If I don't do it, it's not going to be done. And these other people in the little seat, still go find another job. This, another job is not an option. Else, this is it. This like, is you it. Left, <laughs> you, you told your wife, "Hey, this is what I'm gonna do." Everybody, wife, mama, grandma, everybody supported you, and you like, "Well, now, I'm, oh no, <laughs> you gotta get out there and make this work."
0: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. So we have no choice. That's that's it. And and it's got to be that that mindset, that do or die mindset. When you're in the big chair, you cannot think that anyone owes you anything. It's up to you to figure out how to to get that thing going, especially once you make that jump, right? I, I had a situation similar to yours, Elsie, when you know I worked for the government, and I remember I you know, I started a company on the side, and my grandmother, when she was living, she was just like, whatever you do, baby, don't leave your job. Don't leave that good government job, whatever you do. And I was like, but in my mind, I was always thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave this job. <laughs> you know i'm sitting there working out i can't wait to leave this job my leader's job and so then once i finally left the job i did not tell them right because they still saw me getting up doing what i was doing because if i because back then they're like what? what so i left the job and and i don't think i really told them until like maybe six months later mm-hmm. all right baby well, how's the business going like because i'm all in at that point you done left the job i see still you know, eating and putting gas in your car, and you still got your place, so you must be, you must be all right. So yeah, it's no choice once you once you make that jump. That's when you really are all, you know, you're all in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, good
1: stuff. And that and that was what twenty seven years ago, Ted.
2: Yeah, when I was five years old, Eric. Yeah, years ago. <laughs> so it looks like the the jump worked out very well. Thank God, thank God. But it has Go been ahead. there's there's times that I if I heard if I knew what Elsie was telling me, that, I'd have been in a bunch of movies. Seen, <laughs> <laughs> that a joke, had The movie theater again?
1: Terry's I mean, watching The Little Mermaid right man, now.
2: I mean, look, I'm right there at The Little Mermaid crying. I mean, he crying about The Little Mermaid? No, he crying about what's going on in business.
1: <laughs> That's oh, funny. Man. So, Elsie, so let's talk about Podcast Town.
2: You're, you're the founder of
1: Podcast Town.
0: Like, What is it, and what inspired you to start it? So Podcast Town is a full-service uh, podcast company, uh, and we help businesses grow revenue through podcasting, uh, quite simply. So we do that in a few ways. We help um, with launching the podcast, managing it, and helping uh, you grow revenue through your podcast. Um, and funny story, it was kind of an accident um, with me launching the company because, remember, I told you the only reason I launched my podcast was to learn from business people. I didn't have a plan i didn't have a strategy there was no business model i i literally i just wanted to talk to business people okay and so one day i'm i'm having a conversation and in the green room you know after we had hit stop on the uh, record i said hey um you know bi- business person if you were me and i you know i would give them a, a bit of context on what i was trying to do i said if you were me what would you be doing mm. And then one day they said I would help people start podcasts that had (laughs) never occurred to me, did never even cross my mind. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try it. And so that's what i did i started you know offering that as a service and then over the years we added different services as we got um gained competency in an area we would then offer it as a service but it's just been an iterative process of me listening to the market um and do, and taking that feedback and, and Implementing it in, into the business, and so that's how we sort of become became this full service um, company where uh, we're helping with everything from launching the show to managing the show to running the entire show for uh, on behalf of our residents. Awesome, and I think
1: that's a great question to ask a mentor or a coach. Or if you were me, what would you be doing? And that's literally what Birth uh, Podcast Town. That, that's incredible. Uh, so we got some entrepreneurs that they're watching us. They're like, you know, I keep hearing about this podcasting thing. I see Eric and Ted sometimes, you know, everybody's talking about podcast, podcast, podcast. So why is it beneficial for me to start a podcast? What would your answer to that question be, Elsie?
0: How much time do I have? Cause I mean, there's so <laughs> many benefits. <laughs> I'll try to be brief. So no, really no. In, in all honesty, the, the biggest reason, is relationship if you are in business the number one thing you are doing is you're building maintaining growing nurturing caring for relationships Mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many relationships i have built because of my show or because Mm -hmm. of being on the show or because of helping promote a show um my my literally my life is built on relationships so i would say that's number one the other thing is it really helps you get good at articulating your value your vision and how you serve the world Uh, when people see your face they hear your voice they see your passion uh podcast listeners can see that stuff we have like a sixth sense we know when you're for real or when you're not we know when you're authentic or when you're just saying what you've heard everybody say we know we can tell um and so there's no better way to to get that across to your to to listeners and viewers than do, doing podcasting uh the other thing is that it teaches you how to find an audience serve an audience and monetize an audience which is literally the exact same thing that you're doing in your business right it gives you um, smaller iterative reps in doing that over and over again uh, it allows you to try different things right i could be uh, in the cupcake business but i could start mm-hmm. a podcasting about a podcast about what my personal whatever and i can iterate i could say well is there a market for people who love uh, pink cupcakes with rainbow um uh, ponies on them and I can start a podcast to test that theory. So it there's all kinds of ways that you can leverage podcasting, but those are the big ones. Uh relationships. Um uh, this this thing I call return on relationship R-O-R. Um, hmm. that has been huge for my business. Hmm. No, that's awesome. I mean, I,
1: I, you really articulated that well. Um, I know we had one of our previous podcast guests. That was she she told us something pretty interesting because she was in a similar space to you where she helped people get podcasts. She's like, look, Eric, I don't care how many listeners we have, right? I'm just trying to get people on my podcast that I can do business with. That's it. Yep. We got one download song, as far as I care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I looked at my downloads for the first six months. I, I mean, because <clears> for me, it didn't matter. Like
1: we're getting... We have a Wi-Fi issue. A, on the a bad side. connection on this side. Eric, this is when you you start singing as a fellow. Yeah, and you know I'm glad you mentioned that too because I have a song prepared for times like this. I mean, uh, uh, oh. right. I'm, right. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. trying to you know give it time for him to come back with his come on uh,
2: back in, come on back <laughs> in. But no, I think some just some some good discussion, man. Good good points on, you know, you know, you know why you know he's. You know, you're kind of getting into, uh you know, doing podcasts, Elsie. You know, it was getting a little shaky, man. I was about to have Eric sing, to to and to Phil, and I was like, man, he got to come on quick. He got to come on quick. So we're glad you came back, back just in time. You I came back started. just in
0: time. Did you guys, a,
2: you guys lost me. I was wondering. Yeah, happened. we we lost you. And and here's the thing about, you know, what happens when you freeze, is never with the flattering picture. So you was looking really <laughs> kind of, you was looking kind of funny. It was kind of a. <laughs> like what is wrong did he, <laughs> what is happening so g- glad you're back got it what so where where did you
1: lose me so, so we were talking about the idea of relationships and i was i'd given you the example of our guest who said it really was just about her getting people she wanted to do business with on her show and then that's when you were starting to talk about you didn't track download. your downloads then that's i think that's when we lost you
0: Got it. No, I was just saying that, you know, for, probably for the first six months, I didn't even look at my numbers um, because that didn't matter. It, for me, it was about the relationship and the brand exposure. So what is that, that journey from the time you, I reach out to you to the time you accept the booking to the time uh, we that I follow up with you? What is that process like? How do you, what are my touch points as a brand? That was where, where I put my focus. I didn't, um at that point you know things are different now but at that point i didn't i didn't really even look at my downloads
1: yeah i mean and it goes back to being strategic you know and just having a a vision for what what you want to do and then uh being able to kind of start okay what's the next step to get me to where i'm trying to go how do these steps line up with the ultimate goal so so what steps can people take you know people now that they're anxious they want to find their voice amongst the noise what, what do you recommend? what steps do you recommend people take to find their voice amongst the noise
0: yeah my, my my short answer uh is it it depends okay now you have some people who you've already established a customer base so you know you know who your customers are where they hang out online you can clearly articulate your voice how you show up to the world that type of thing um for you just get started start having mm-hmm. conversations. Um, and it's going to be iterative. It's going to change over time. If you haven't gotten there yet, take some time to figure those things out. Um, before you launch your show, uh, don't launch your show. Like I launched my show <laughs> because again, I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have a plan. I just got on the microphone and start talking. Now that can be an effective strategy. If you're a procrastinator and you just need to do things, but just know that um, you know around episode 10 12 15 20 25 you're going to have to have to make some tweaks and some adjustments and start in, in implementing some strategy planning into that um, but the biggest most important thing is just get started um, get started with uh, with you know Really understanding your why, why you want to launch the show in the first place and start reaching out because the more reps you get, the better you'll get at um, at the whole process. Um, and it is a process. Um, but the the most important thing is to just get started. Mm-hmm. Just
1: get started. All right. And, and so you you have all I'm sure you help people with different ideas to grow their show. like, like what, what's the best idea that you know of? to help someone who wants to increase their downloads, let's say?
0: So if you want to increase your downloads, I would say don't worry about increasing your downloads. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Focus on adding value to your listener. Hmm. Now, having said that, I I say that kind of tongue in cheek, um, but really you want to develop mechanisms so that you can effectively triangulate your listener and then scale from there. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, um, do you have an email list? If you have a Facebook group, if you have some way of knowing um, what level of engagement you have from people who are listening and then triangulate that. For example, if you look and you're a podcast host and let's just use 100 for, for easy round number because I'm a recovered engineer. I forgot all that stuff. Right. So I got to keep it easy. Uh, so you have 100 downloads and you have an email list of 100 people. Let's just say for for simplicity and 50 of those people, every time you send them an email, you have your your podcast linked in your email. They're clicking that email to listen. It's reasonable to assume that you have 50 people who are actually listening because a listen and a download are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm subscribed to your podcast every time you release it, it's going to download to me. So it's a download. That doesn't mean I listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. So understanding that that's the difference, right? Listen in and play. And now if these 50 people are clicking on your link and taking action based off of that link, now you can start to build um, a relationship and triangulate that scientifically, right? So I can say, okay, well, I know if I'm at 50%, my open rate is 50%, my click-through rate is 50%. Now I can scale that as opposed to worrying about, okay, I got a thousand downloads, but nobody's opening my email. Nobody's clicking the email. Nobody's doing anything. My Facebook group isn't growing. Nothing's going on. I'm just getting a bunch of downloads. The latter is more important, right? Understanding actions that your podcast is driving is more important than the, it's not necessarily a vanity number, but it's more important than those downloads if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grow your downloads, make sure you're focused on those things because then you can effectively try angulate. So you can say, okay, what things am I doing to get these 50 people to effectively take the action that I want them to take. And then you mm-hmm. scale that and you focus on that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it really is more about engagement. More Absolutely. So
1: than just seeing a number.
0: Absolutely. Engagement and action. I want to know yeah. what are you doing as a result of hearing this content or watching this content?
1: No, that's great. And and so I'm sure you've got some success stories from people who you've worked with at Podcast Town, who maybe started out, they were intimidated by the IT aspects of the show, and now they're great podcasters. Please share a couple of those memorable stories that come to mind for you.
0: Yeah, one of the things that that I I hang our hat on is we we try to take away all of that stuff, right? We we want our residents, we call our clients residents, to show up and perform. So they they get on the on the microphone, they do their brilliant thing, and they go and they run their business, right? And then we take care of everything else. So that's the first thing I would say is, um, just hearing the stories of of, of our residents saying, "Hey, Elsie, I was so intimidated to start the show because I didn't know how I was going to record it or uh, about the video or uh, the social clips and the management and all the stuff that you need to do in order to, to have a successful show. We take the We took that off their plate, and they're and they're grateful because now they can grow and scale their business, focus on building relationships and and growing in that way um, but one story that I always like to share is uh this, this coaching client uh, came to us, and they were like, "Well, you know we want a this podcast, and we want people to feel um, we want them to see what it uh, it feels like to work with us." So we designed a show for them, and in the first six months, they tripled their their clinic attendance. So, and, and those mm. translate to real numbers, right? And so, wow. um, we have stories and stories and stories like that where we're we're helping drive the top line and the bottom line of of business owners through their podcast.
1: No, that's excellent. You you can triple right. your visits. I mean, you, that's that's having an impact. Yeah, and I don't know that everybody who starts a podcast sees that potential um, in doing it. So. So so, let's let's shift gears a little bit, Elsie. Let us get to know the mayor. Like like, what's something that you're most proud of when you look back at your accomplishments that most people don't know?
0: Hmm, that I'm most proud of that most people don't know. That's a good one. Um, I but to be honest, I'm 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 really really proud of where we are today. Um, like I said, if you if you'd have told me seven years ago that that I would be here in this seat talking to you guys. I would laugh at you. I would think that you're you're insane, right? Um, so I'm just proud that we're here, that we're serving the world um, in the way that we are, because I happen to believe that conversation and dialogue is one of the most important things that we have on this planet, right? To be able to uh, to talk with people and to help people share their vision and their and their dream, um, that's there's that that's important, uh, and the world needs that. Um, this might not be the the type of answer you're looking for, but um, the a funny fact about me is I can move my ears without moving my face. <laughs> I bet you've never had a guest tell you that. <laughs> this is
1: a I want to see it. I'd like to see that. Absolutely.
0: Unfortunately, I, I'm only doing it in 3D. So if I if I ever fly out to DC or you guys ever come to Milwaukee, then I can show you. <laughs>
1: That's a first. I don't think we've Ted. I don't think we've ever had anybody say that on the thirty minute. Never,
2: hour. never. It's yeah. the first. It's always the yeah. first. this is
1: a groundbreaking show. Let me tell you.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> move your ears without moving your face.
0: You guys think there's potential for that as a business model? Can I teach other people how to move their ears without? I don't think anyone else.
2: I don't think anyone else wants to. <laughs>
0: Are there you may sure, be Tate?
2: one one person like Switzerland or somewhere that maybe like they've always wanted to do that. But, but you never know, right? You never know. Put it out there. Next thing you know, I'm going to be looking one day and I'm like, this guy made a billion <laughs> off of showing people. How- I did not know that. So if that's your dream, go with it. Don't let me get in the way. Let- let's see. It may be some people that w- want to move their ears and not move their face.
0: I mean, there was a time where I questioned why people would give away their content for free and mm-hmm. um, allow a platform to make millions off of it. But here we are; people do it.
2: That's
1: every, right, every day. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're you're on podcasts all the time. You get like asked all kinds of questions. Like, what's a question you never get asked that you wish people would ask you?
0: Hmm. What? Um. Man, that's a good question. So I get asked a lot of questions. What would I want people to ask that? Um, how, to, how to write a song? Mm. How to write people a song. People generally don't ask me that. Because, um, you know, I'll share that, you know, I've been a singer already since I was probably about five, five years old. And so people never really follow up with that question. So, hmm. so the next question is, how do you write a song? And, and I'll tell you the reason why that's a good question. Because I told you earlier that I find the life lesson in in everything. Uh Writing a song is a lot like running a business because you have to understand the language of the people that you're writing the song for. You have to be able to put yourself in their shoes, right? So there's Mm -hmm. empathy there. You have to be able to connect with them. So that's value proposition Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to use language with music that moves them in the direction to the action that you want them to take so do you want them to feel happy do you want them to feel sad do you want them to remember what it was like when they first fell in love their first kiss and you have to articulate that through in a style that they can connect with so that's the first step is really understanding who is the song for Uh, where do we want to take them from a to b do do we want to take them from when they first met Right. So so, for example, my wife and I, we we met when we were in eighth grade and we you know got married um, at, at 20. So do I want to take people on that journey so that when they hear the song, they go back to when they first met their first love? And then I take them through when they were dating in the second person. So you really have to understand the song structure um, and how much time you have to take people on that journey. Um, and then you just kind of uh, you you. Uh, you you write words that you know are going to connect. Um, and then you, uh, again, related to business, you have to understand where your gifts are and where they are not. I'm terrible at arranging uh, vocally. So I know I need a partner who's good at vocal arrangement. So that's not the words, that's just that's just how you say the words. You know, when you go up, when you go down, your tone, inflections, things like that. So as a business owner, you really have to understand those things. If you're not good at sales, you should probably partner with somebody that is. If you're not good at marketing, you probably need to get a marketing partner. Operations, you know, are you good with people? If not, you should probably not be the touch point in your, in your business. Same thing with writing a song. Um, if you don't have engineering skills, you need to go to a studio, somebody who knows how to how to make, make it sound great, right? So once you've got the lyrics, you know who you're writing the song for, you know what you wanna say, what emotion you wanna ev- evoke. Then you structure the song so you have your pre-course you have your verse your course and then your second verse depending on the style of song it is your hook or a uh, hook and your bridge and then you write that and their your bridge you want to take people from where they were to where you want them to be right mm-hmm. and then again you're going to take them from your bridge to the climax of the song so now you've taken them from when they were dating to when they fell in love to now the happily ever after so you're structuring the song in a way that along the journey and the action is it's okay what action do you want people to take after do you want it to be happy sad or um or um or or, or memorable and then you just kind of write the song in that in that structure in that way um and then you get it produced you get a person who can write the music um and then you get a person who can record it you record it and then you release it to the world hmm
1: Wow! Yeah, I, I never looked at songwriting that way. I just, I just hear a song,
2: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song, but who knows all these things that go, you know, to support it? But kind of back to what you're saying, and looking at it from a business perspective, you know, no one knows really what goes through, you know, getting that that that, you know, providing those services or getting that contract. All the things that happen behind the scenes and you just know, yeah, we're here, right? And it's a, here's a song and I, you know, I like it. <laughs> or here's a song and I I hate it. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. And you, you think it's, you know, oh man, that they got lucky, but there's a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just same thing with business, right? You can look at somebody who's having a lot of success, but you don't see the the work that goes behind it. The, the They make it look easy, but there's a science to it. Mm-hmm. So, now this, this has been awesome. Yeah. So, so we're at uh, the final segment of this show. It's called "Write This Down," and this is where we go around and leave at least one takeaway from today's episode that we want the people to write down so they can level up. So, we'll, we'll start with Elsie the Mayor. So, w- what do the people need to write down from this episode?
0: Yeah, I, I would say be focused, be intentional. Um, be curious, be coachable and never give up.
1: Mm. All right. Well, we'll say
2: it. Write that down for sure. All right, Ted. Else is a tough one to tough one to follow, especially after that whole music breakdown thing. But I, you know, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm going back to the whole big chair and the little chair right that 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 big chair mentality if you if you want to start a business and take that business to the next level you have to have that big chair mindset right and you have to understand that all those everyone else is in those little chairs right and you know and 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 it's up to you and they may not always agree with what you want to do or how you want to do it and but i mean it's it's this is your show and you're in a big, and you're in a big chair, and you, you are responsible for, you know, you know, keeping this business afloat, right? And you know, and, and you got to be, you have to be all in, you know, with it, and and so, you know, sometimes everyone's not going to be on the same page as you, but I mean, it's okay. And then, like Elsie said, sometimes you just need to go to the movies just go to the movies right and you know just saying that kind of in a symbolic way but whatever it takes for you to you know kind of get away and think and you know come up with you know how you're going to deal with you know whatever those challenges are within the company it's up to you because you in the you are in the the big chair so man yeah, do you do you really want that right if you want to be an entrepreneur do you want to be in the big chair do you want the buck to stop with you? Right. Cause it's easy to say, everyone looks at it and says, Oh man, this is glamorous. You got this. You go to work when you want to go to work. You can make all this money and you get to call all the shots and all of that. But then they don't, when you flip that coin to the other side, that says, Okay, here's these challenges and they all really fall on your lap. And, you know, do you, you know, you know, are you, are you willing to, you know, to shoulder all of that? So, yeah, big, big chair mindset
1: right, you have to have the big cheer mindset, make sure you write that down. So so my uh, piece for this is something I say all the time, it's that clarity is the starting point of success. That whatever you're saying, if you want to start something if it's a podcast, a business, you have to be clear on what is it that you want to accomplish? Who is your target audience? So once once you gain that clarity, as far as what the end looks like, you can reverse engineer. Right. You can say, "Okay, you know what? If I want to be out on my own as an entrepreneur, then I can get people who are out on their own as an entrepreneur on my podcast to learn from them. Right. And and eventually I'll I'll acquire this knowledge and I can be out on my own as well. I mean, I I thought that was a great example of starting with that level of clarity uh, to, to ultimately get to where you want to go. So definitely, I, mean, if it, I think if it means getting a mentor, getting a coach, if you feel like you can't get clear on your own, I mean, get help. You know, you don't have to be the lone ranger, but at the end of the day, make sure you are really clear so that you can ultimately reverse engineer and get to where you want to go.
2: You know, you know, one thing I also want to mention, it's kind of going back to what Elsie said of, uh, you know, really, sometimes you just talk to people that's been there. hmm Right. Like, even though, you know, he did it as far as a podcast, but sometimes you just, you know, I remember when I started the company, I talked to, you know, I set up discussions with people that were already doing what I've been doing and just kind of met with each of them. Kind of, like you said, ask them questions and, and, and then you can come up with kind of a game plan after you talk to a couple of people and you'll say, oh, okay, each of these individuals did this, this, and this. So that must be something that's a must, right? You know. And then, you know, just being able to just learn from, you know, you know, every less, lesson. You don't have to go through it, right? If somebody else can, has been through it, and is willing to share. And what I notice is that people don't mind sharing. They don't mind talking, right? You know. And if you can, you know, get a couple people that are willing to share with you, then. Yeah, you can learn a lot from those experiences without having to, you know, go through and live them yourself. And, you know, so, yeah, I think that was just a key, key takeaway. Absolutely.
1: All right. So thank you, Elsie, for sharing everything that you shared. Uh, how can the people best connect with you?
0: The easiest way is via email. I'm always on my phone, so if you email me at mayor, M-A-Y-O-R at podcasttown.net, I will get it. Um, And connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. Good stuff.
1: Again, we want to thank you for everything that you shared. And speaking of sharing, don't forget to share. Share the show. Share the show. Don't keep it to yourself. Share the show. Don't keep this a secret. Uh, Also, don't forget that you can listen to this episode and the other episodes we have on apple Podcasts, on spotify or any of those other places you know those listening apps where you like to listen to podcast content uh, that is our time for this week's episode uh, of the 30 minute hour podcast and until next time have a great day. thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 30 minute hour podcast We need your help to grow the show. One of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus, that if you take a screenshot of that rating and review and you email it, to E-R-I-C at E-R-I-C M-P-W-I-G-G-S dot com you get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book The Discipline of Now 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination and then lastly don't forget to share the show try share the show share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message Again, I thank you for listening and remember, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress.